Today we will be discussing about how personal care is being impacted by the recent situation. So I am Bahar, I'm one of the client partners here at Streetbeast and co-presenting with me is Stephanie, one of our deployment strategists working very closely with our um, personal care uh, industry. So, Steph, uh, should we look at how different countries are feeling right now? Sure, thanks Bahar. So if we start with our main page of our dashboard, you can see here that this is really looking at the emotional impact in, in terms of the different countries. So we're gonna be looking at 10 different countries today, as you can see the highlighted ones on the screen. And if you wanna compare, we can see that the pandemic is actually affecting people from their emotional standpoint in very different ways. So if we look at India, for instance, You can see that it, that India is actually over-indexing on being scared and paranoid. As you can imagine, because they haven't had as many cases, they're bracing to see if the pandemic is, is going to start showing a crescendo in that country. Or if you look at that um, comparatively versus parts of Europe and France and in the U.S., you can actually see that anxiousness and stress is starting to come out more as you're starting to see a, a larger increase in terms of cases um, and, e and even deaths happening in the country um, as we continue uh, towards another week of lockdown. However, if you kind of look um, in comparison, you can also see India actually has an overall good and a very positive mood. Now, one of the reasons here is that they started doing testing a lot earlier than other, um, other countries. And so they're able um, to kind of contain it a lot better than other parts of Europe. So there's still quite a high morale with, within Germany versus some of the other countries. And then lastly, if we move over to Germany, uh, sorry, over to China, you can see actually that the morale is, is quite good and positive. Um, and again, that's increasing um, week on week as you start to see the restrictions lifted and as you start to stop seeing any new cases coming out of the country. Um, obviously, this has changed quite drastically um, since a few weeks ago, um, since it was one of the most affected countries um, from, from the, the COVID-19. Yeah, we have seen them consistently actually coming across as very negative, but it's really interesting to see how that shifted over the last last few weeks actually. So. Cool. So if we move on to kind of looking at the fear index, so now that we understand kind of the mood that's happening in the country, you can see week to week what's happening in terms of the, the, the kind of fear index. And what this is really looking at is that we can kind of we're taking the kind of percentage that are saying that they're afraid versus those who aren't and coming up with an index figure by country and looking on this week on week here. So you can see here from. Uh, you can see here this from a China perspective, as we talked about, you can see the fear index actually dropping week to week as we talked about the restrictions lifting, where actually you're starting to see fear, um, you're starting to see fearfulness increase, especially around um, countries like India that are bracing um, to see if something's going to happen. Um, and then obviously in the US, you've seen a drastic increase week to week um, as you see the increase in cases. However, if we kind of um, look all the way down, you can see that Korea, um, Korea now actually has more of a positive outlook as they've been able to contain themselves quite quickly. So now, Bahar, let's talk, now that we know about emotional and fear levels, um, what's the impact on purchasing, especially in personal care? Yeah, of course, uh, let's have a look. So, um, yeah, so this chart actually shows the um, percentage of increase in consumption minus the percentage of decreasing. So we're not capturing volume here, it captures change in consumer demand relative to other categories. So globally, personal hygiene products are actually number one on the list, even before cleaning products and even before food. 
uh, purchase and skincare is increasing, but not by a lot, while beauty purchases have, have been decreasing lately. So this is not a key focus for people right now, clearly. But we might see that change as people look to pamper themselves at home, at home as a treat, and as working from home becomes a new normal. So makeup may also see an increase once people start to look for normalcy in their uh, abnormal situation. So now that we have seen uh, overall the purchasing behavior, let's maybe look uh, country by country and to understand like, you know, how some of those uh, emotions that you talk about are impacting uh, behaviors as such. So we have seen that uh, India, Germany and UK had very different levels when it comes to their mood and feelings. So how, they, how does that reflect on what they are buying? So in India, um, which is a very paranoid um, you know, state of mood at the moment, demand in personal care products is the highest compared to other categories. Whereas for the UK, personal care is important and it's ranking in one of the top uh, products being high in demand, which is which is close to food. But when we look at Germany, uh, which is still in a quite positive uh, spirit, personal care products are not really at the top of the priority list. We see that their uh, you know, purchase index for that category is actually lower versus the global average. So then if we yeah. move on to oh, sorry, so then if we move on to stockpiling, um, as you guys can see here, obviously this has been quite a hot topic. You know, I'm sure everybody has experienced the waits in the grocery stores, um, whether the lines outside um, or kind of the difficulties of finding certain products. And actually what we found here is that in general is that actually we found that 37% of people are planning on stockpiling. And unsurprisingly, we see quite a few personal care um, uh, products actually at the top in terms of ones that they're planning on stockpiling. So no surprise here that toilet paper um, uh, features heavily. Um, we also see hand sanitizer. Um, general personal care products um, are also seen here um, and disinfectants. <clears throat> but the question is here is do people actually need these products? You know, we've seen the, the pictures of people, you know, having, you know, 24 rolls of toilet paper stashed. And it's kind of that question of are these people actually really, really needing this or is this kind of a reaction um, to kind of the extreme me measures of being in lockdown? And what's really interesting about the Street Bees platform is that we're actually able to talk to our bees um, through open text. And so for here, if we want to highlight one of the quotes here, a female um, from the U.S. who's 29 years old talks about the fact that she was able to only get one um, uh, one brand of toilet paper. I'm sorry, one brand of uh, kitchen roll kitchen spray cleaner and one extra shampoo and conditioner um, and some extra loaf of bread. But basically, it's that idea that they're only able to get so much and that there's a huge um, frustration about being able to uh, get the products that they're looking for. Um, and so we can see that people are buying more because of the lack of clarity and not knowing what stocks are going to be, avail going to be available once they get to the stores themselves. Okay, interesting. So shall we uh, start deep diving into the personal care dashboard then, Steph? Sure. Okay, perfect. So when we look at, you know, how purchasing is actually evolving um, on, on the personal care category uh, specifically. So we see hand wash sanitizers and soaps uh, seeing the 
highest demand as people increasingly want to keep their hands clean. However, obviously an unintended effect of this uh, skin, uh, as I'm sure like every one of you is uh, experiencing at the moment, is skin is feeling drier and drier because we are using products that are, aren't really intended to be used so regularly, especially the ones with more disinfectants. So this helps to show how brands need to change their communications around it. And as consumers need change, priorities will shift and they will need to be uh, there to meet those changing, changing concerns. Sorry, let me just get one of the charts ready. Apologies, guys. <laughs> um, so now if we scroll down here to kind of look at the changing in habits and practices, that a lot of this is driven by concern around germs. As you can see here, that we're starting to see people have a really high concern um, around germs. And this is actually really affecting uh, the frequency uh, for uh, different personal care behaviors. So for instance, we're seeing um, uh, hand wash frequency overall become quite high. Um, and actually, um, we're also starting to see an increase in shower frequency as well. So one example is just looking at the U.S. in comparison is that actually the U.S. you're seeing isn't as high globally, um, but we do think that we're going to see um, as we look at this week to week, we're going to be able to see this increase um, week on week. Uh, just for an example of how we're going to be looking at the data. So the question is, in terms of here, is what is that kind of direct correlation with the hand wash frequency and shower frequency? And again, like I said, a lot of this has to do around with germs. Um, you know, a lot of, especially if you look at the U.S., is that people weren't as fearful. It wasn't being taken as seriously in the country up until really quite recently, about a week, week and a half ago. Um, and so in comparison, while other countries have been bracing for weeks, um, the U.S. is only starting to see kind of higher um, concern levels and starting to increase um, their personal care behavior, especially around hand wash. So in terms of so these are some of the trends that we think that these are going to be new habits that are emerging, especially around people looking at more antibacterial products and and being able to kind of increase different personal care and change their, their personal care regimes. But what other things do we think are actually going to stick? Um, Bahar, what are your thoughts on that? Well, um, it's really interesting. So will more frequent hand washing really continue? Because now um, we are almost, you know, transforming how we behave uh, so drastically. So will people continue to use hand sanitizers? Will we see like, you know, this becoming really more commonplace in practice and hygiene overall? And with people being much more aware now, once we are out of the house again, so what does that mean for the out of home sector? Like, how will they respond? So will the restaurants, for example, like, you know, have to provide more easily to customers some hand sanitizers? Will wet wipes become more of commonplace? You know, will hygiene standards become more stringent? And also, like, uh, interestingly, what will, uh, you know, sustainability, um, you know, mean, mean in that sense? Because wipes have been, uh, you know, quite of a discussion uh, recently and people uh, people were becoming more and more, you know, sustainably conscious. Um, then actually um, the wipes were really uh, seeing a lot of decline. But what will that mean after, after the pandemic is all um, over? So, for example, in China, while we see trends softening right now, we still see a quite a high proportion of people continuing hygiene habits, especially around hands, uh, body uh, and face. So 
now that we kind of have a little bit of an understanding of where the trends may be, let's kind of discuss what does this mean for brands? What does this mean for you? And we want to talk through some kind of thought starters that we want you guys to kind of take away from this in terms of how are you, can you apply these to different strategies that you're trying to create kind of during the, the pandemic and also kind of how you have to switch um, kind of communications or, or possibly directions for brands after the pandemic. So one of the big education pieces here is that we're talking to our bees around what they actually want to hear from brands. So finding out in their own words, really around what do we want to hear from a personal hygiene brand about coronavirus? At the end of the day, let's just go to the source and ask them what do they want to know and what's going to drive their brand usage. So here, you know, we kind of what they really want to hear is around the effectiveness of the product on the virus and bacteria. You know, it, globally, you've got 34% of people. So one in three people are, at, are wanting to make sure that what they're using to protect themselves and to protect their family. And but at the same time, we really want to make sure that brands aren't using this in a way to kind of take advantage of any fear or anxiety of people and play on that. But really, they need to kind of become a pillar, become reliable. For, for consumers um, because they're putting their faith into you to protect them and their family and to keep them clean. That's why we see the effectiveness coming through. So one of the quotes here that we thought was really interesting is that from a female um, in the US, she's 45 years old, she's saying, I guess if it's something that kills coronavirus, that would be good to know. Um, kind of how we were seeing kind of the H1N1 on wipes um, as of kind of a, a few years ago. Otherwise, they'd like to see companies stating what they are doing in this pandemic not just what they are doing for their employees, so just telling them to work from home and not travel. I wanna see companies who are donating money for masks and gloves for the healthcare workers, or coming up with creative ways to reward folks who can sew or who donate needed items. So again, we a, a big part of kind of communication strategy for brands in the past couple of years has been around purpose. So you're actually seeing consumers that are really wanting to understand how are brands playing a part here um, without trying to take advantage of, of, the, of the current situation. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, we're now starting to see a lot of the, you know, cosmetics brands actually, you know, producing hand sanitizers um, you know, having uh, some partnerships. I've, I've just told uh, Garnier, for instance, um, just announced um, collaboration um, with retailers. So it's really interesting, like how brands are reacting. And that is definitely seems like it's the right way to go. Step. So let's look at also maybe like you know the pack size because there is a lot of like implication in terms of frequency in terms of like you know um how people buy so people's usage is going up so people will be definitely buying more pack sizes and brands need to think about their their stock available in in, in those different sizes while uh, people are buying uh, using more and shopping less also, when it comes to refillable, refillable has really um, become one of the important topics uh, recently that the brands are really, you know, uh, starting to consider as as become uh, people become more um, environmentally focused. But now there is also an additional need here. So it's it's not just about like you know reducing the use of plastic, but also not uh, you know bringing these contaminated items at home. So um, we will definitely you know start seeing increase in in, in these larger pack sizes and the refillable fillable um you know uh, alternatives so help to ease this uh, panic buying remember that the play is still around availability with uh, personal care products in demand people will buy what's on the shelf not necessarily their favorites at this point especially as stores are uh, reducing uh, reducing promotions so steph um before we start like um you know um 
moving towards the end. So we, we have a question which I think we can we can um, you know quickly address. So a couple of questions, but I'm uh, going to like you know pick some of the priority ones. So how does epidemics impact usage of uh, deos and shampoos? I think um, this is not maybe in the um, the directly personal care and hygiene will be able to see like how it's impacting deos, but also like it will be interesting to maybe jump into the um, hair care and dashboard to see like you know how how um, some interesting insights are coming out in terms of usage. Yeah, absolutely. So again, so in terms of what, what's really key here is that kind of purchase and usage relationship. So as you can see here is in terms of kind of the purchase index, we are actually seeing deodorants increase slightly, not as high as some of the other categories, but we are yeah. seeing that here. Um, and then again, people are saying that they're purchasing more, but not as much. Now, one of the things here is that unfortunately with the with the home lockdowns, deodorant's going to be most affected, mainly for the reason that you tend to use deodorant when you're going out or being around groups of people. Um, so it, you tend to see that kind of happening less. Um, so it's not as much of a priority as it would be around getting soap or sanitizer or hand wash. So it becomes more of that secondary um, product to, to attain. So we would, expect to see a reduced usage on deodorant from week to week. Mm -hmm. So then we look at hair care as well, just as another example. So just to go into the hair care database here, is that actually you're starting to see more of a, a again, the purchase, you're starting to see an increase around shampoo. And really interestingly enough, you have that kind of correlation between shampoo and dry shampoo, which actually, you know, has quite a high usage aspect of dry shampoo, but we're not seeing that coming through because people really want to make sure that they're clean, that when they do go out of the house, they want to make sure that they're clean in the house. Their house is 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 um, free from the virus if they have brought it in the house and making sure that they're not spreading it. Um, so we would expect to see some it's it's kind of for hair care it's an interesting one because you're going to see that dichotomy of people either increasing kind of their 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 cleaning routines and their and their their care routines in terms of shampooing and washing however at the same time you will see an, another group of people that because they're working from home um that they're actually going to be kind of decreasing it so what you might actually see is these two kind of cancel each other out but i think we still need to wait another week or so to to make sure that 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 we can see kind of how the these these patterns are coming out because right now we are seeing slight increases mm -hmm. but they still because of the uh, the canceling of each other out, they tend to be on an average behavior. As you can see here, the same amount is still kind of being here. Um, we're actually the the less frequency is at 10% and, and 35 is here. So that's why we're saying we're still at around an average. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have uh, more questions that I will I will try to address here. So um, a question is how many countries are we covering? So as part of the human impact trackers, also there is a question around how we collect data and how long we have been collecting. So let me just uh, quickly like you know explain how that works. So at Street Beats we uh, we capture uh, human behavior in in their moments of truth. So we 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 have a Street Beats app. Uh, it's a WhatsApp like conversation that we have with our community uh, all around the world, and uh, we have conversations with them and. Uh, this is how we uh, capture our data and uh, so we started uh, capturing this around now I think 11 12 weeks ago almost Steph in, in China so um, when this first pandemic started you know happening we wanted to understand what's going on in China as, as people uh, stay in and we started tracking like all of this um, you know metrics that you saw how, how, how is it like you know impacting them their emotions their mood but also like you know what is changing in their consumption and shopping behaviors 
and we then started tracking US and UK and then we started adding uh, you know uh, more countries as, as countries uh, started to be uh, you know impacted as this become a pandemic so uh, our core 10 tracker as we call it uh, tracks 10 most impacted countries and we are also like you know adding more and more countries as as they become more uh, impacted uh, by the pandemic as well moving forward yeah i hope um that answers your questions um and if you have any other questions please do feel free to reach out to us so uh, we are um you know coming uh, towards our end thank you very much um for joining us stay safe stay healthy and uh, stay hope Thank you guys.